What's poppin' my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of Freeform Radio. I'm your host, Noel, with my co-host, Daniel. Yes, sir, man. Trying to survive this Arctic blast, but uh, doing good so far, man. And we got Andy here. It's all good, Andy. We're all here. We're surviving this current uh, winter blast after a lot of snow. And I, I came prepared and made some chili, so I got food for two days. Yes, sir, man. It's right now. It's negative uh, 11. Feels like negative 33. Uh, living up to the name Siberia. But wherever your listeners are, we hope you are relaxed and feeling good. We're going to jump into this with Daniel. Uh, looks like you beat Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, could you fill us in on the details? Yeah, man. Finally beat this thing. Uh, now, this game, it came out, like I, I want to say, like two years ago. And it was littered with bugs. Uh, things pop in. Just crashes, um, art not uh, fully generating, and things looking like Polygon PlayStation 1 graphics. So this game was in really rough shape when it first came out. And uh, it was actually our, our brother, Efren. He, it was one of his, I believe, last day one purchases that he ever did, or at least ever told people about. But um, he was one of those guys that liked to pre-order and buy things day one. But anyways, uh, he bought it he felt all the issues and took it back for a refund and got a refund uh i never jumped in day one i waited until it was actually like this past black friday and they had it for like 15 bucks or 10 bucks i forget what it was so i bought it and uh finally started playing it man and after about 204 hours i finally a hundred percented the the whole game finished all yeah, finished everything on it. Um, did the DLC, the Phantom Liberty DLC. And I got to say, man, this is probably one of the, the better games that I've played. Uh, I played it on PlayStation 5. Um, so I had um, uh, ray tracing, uh, 60 frames per second. So it was definitely up to its performance. Now, it still had a lot of bugs. Um, not that many, but you would see like these graphical glitches. Now, I don't know if they did it purposefully because Cyberpunk has this aesthetic where it's like, you know, kind of like the Matrix and stuff. So sometimes you would see graphics pop in and out. And I'm like, is this him tripping out? Because there would be scenes where uh, he would take drugs or he would take put on this new uh, cybernetic, you know, implant and it would start, you know, kind of glitching out at times. So I don't know if those were legit issues with the game or that's just the way the game was supposed to be but maybe they're like yo this game is glitchy let's build it into the story so people don't freak out it could be for sure yeah (laughs) i thought about that too and i'm like they're they're probably hiding a bunch of issues with this graphical aesthetic so real quick then uh, i'm not familiar with the game but i I think it is this like a remaster or something or they redid it because it sounds like they're describing almost like a playstation 2 or playstation 3 game or is it something completely new no this is something new it's uh by the developers that made uh witcher 1 2 and 3 so this is CD their project red yeah cd project red which i i played um uh, witcher 3 and that was an awesome game as well that was more um there's a netflix show on it so that's more swords dragons and and lore like that where this is more like a futuristic, kind of like a Blade Runner uh, sort of game. And yeah, you get like these cybernetics implants and futuristic guns. And it, it has a really cool aesthetic. It sounds like a game I played back in the day, like an EA game, like they're in the future. I think it was like a girl. Now, now there are a lot of games that have these aesthetics um deus x is one where you have like all these cybernetics i think that's a ubisoft game and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really sure though the ea one that you're describing but wasn't there like she was like this woman who parkoured or something <laughs> there's you're, you're kind of describing mirror's edge i'm not sure if that's maybe the one that there. is and that's why I'm, maybe i'm mixing it with like that but I, I i played mirror's edge for a minute but i'm not sure too much about if it has that like um Blade Runner kind of theme, uh, but yeah, Cyberpunk it was it was awesome. I it, it was probably a um, an issue if you played it day one, but now with all the updates, 
with the DLC. It was definitely worth it. And like I mentioned, I put in over 200 hours in it. Um, there was plenty to do in the game. And to be honest, towards the end, once I was trying to clean up some missions and trying to pick up these like loose things that I didn't finish, it did start getting a little dragged on and I was ready for the next thing. So yeah, uh, great game. Uh, if if you're into that, you know, GTA open world, uh, cyberpunk being um, kind of like Blade Runner, it's it would definitely be up your alley. Very cool game. Don't know how it runs on PlayStation 4. Um, I, it probably doesn't run well still on there, but definitely something that uh, a good PC or a PlayStation 5 can run for sure. But yeah, man, I'm off to the, the next game. Uh, I'll probably be talking about that uh, maybe the next podcast because I'm kind of close to finishing that one as well. But yeah, finished up uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, some of the viewings that I did, I watched uh, Gremlins. Uh, it had been a while since I watched Gremlins and with the Christmas uh, just passing, it was one of those Christmas movies that I watched. So I don't, you, I don't know if any of you guys ever watched Gremlins during the, the Christmas season. Yeah, I mean, I watch, I think there's two or three of them. I don't I think there's two for sure. I don't know if there's a third one, but yeah, I watched a long time ago, but yes. Yeah, to me, this is kind of like up there with Die Hard. What about you, Noel? Uh, you know, I watched it a few years back. Um, before that viewing, I had only watched it as a kid. So uh, I have somewhat, you know, remember kind of what happens, uh, the, the main parts at least. But yeah, it's a good movie for sure. Yeah, I was I was trying to get uh, Junior to watch it, but uh, he didn't really put much interest into it. He didn't even, to be honest, even didn't even give it five minutes to even look at it. So <laughs> I, I I can't even it's eighty shit. I'm out of here. I, I can't even chalk it up to that he didn't like it because I don't even think he he stood past the the little intro that it had. But yeah, man, watching. Go ahead. Think about it real quick, Dan. When the movie was made to now, it's almost forty years old. Like I feel old, so it, it's up there in age. And then with the puppets and however they did it back then, and it, today's kids, they 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 can't relate to any of that stuff. Yeah, it definitely is an older movie, um, but I think it still holds up, man. The puppetry looks really cool. Um, a lot of the cinematography is very well done. Um, since me and Alana have watched it, we paused it a few times. Like I showed her how the intro is actually the background of Back to the Future, where it's got the clock tower and it's got a lot of the shops in the front, like that aerobics thing that Marty, uh, Marty roller skates past and uh, the, the diner in the corner. And it has a lot of the Back to the Future sets in that intro little portion. So it was really cool. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I really dig this movie. I, I enjoy it. I've always kind of enjoyed the movie and, um, I, I think it's, it's one of those like Christmas time staples. Now I don't watch it every year, but it's definitely in that rotation. Uh, like I didn't watch Die Hard this year, so maybe this took the place of that, but yeah, usually it's in there with the rotation with a few other Christmas movies. And, you know, I, I watched, uh, like a making of or like a little semi documentary on it and it was they were talking about how a lot of parents were flipped out about all the gore on the second half of the movie like the first half is yeah. <laughs> this like cute movie or whatever you know looks kind of like et and, and whatnot and then the second half just like you know goes off the rails and gets kind of gory and this is like one of those first like pg-13 uh, that brought upon that to kind of say that it's for kids, but it's more for like a mature kid and not necessarily a rated R or teenage kind of thing. Yeah, this well, is like entice, an older teen. They entice people with Gizmo or whatever his name was. And then right. when the grillums start popping out and then they pick up human things, like the guy just smoking, drinking, smoking, drinking, and they got right. pick up. And there's like some of the female ones are all like, stressed up like hookers and stuff to think about it now yeah like it's definitely like more of a young adult like tweeners and up there like yeah anything under like 10 i think it's 
I mean, I don't care, but yeah, it's it's a you might have to do some explaining. Yeah, for sure. I I I think it's definitely something for um a younger kid that would be a little extreme, especially like that blender scene uh, where that gremlin s- sneaks into the blender and gets his gets pureed, or is even a microwave that one too. Yeah, even that yeah. microwave scene is kind of kind of gross, man. You know, put him in the microwave and he just explodes. So definitely some some gory scenes but to me it's like totally awesome it like blends in horror with a christmas theme and it's kind of like the diehard action with christmas in the background so uh, i think it definitely fits the bill what was the rule you don't feed them after midnight or get them wet or something like that right and then yeah and then uh don't put them in direct sunlight so those are like the three basic rules no no sunlight no food yeah (laughs) that's how i remember fried chicken and all hell broke loose yeah those those little gremlins man and then it's got the the guy which he's kind of racist but not too bad where he's just like oh all these you know japanese cars you gotta buy american and this and that and he's the one that kind of brings the lore of the gremlins and how uh the germans used to put gremlins in their american tanks and and whatnot to kind of combat and break them down but he was Damn. talking about us. F- I don't remember yeah. that. You don't remember that? The the neighbor? Yeah, the neighbor. Uh, and he's got like this big tractor that he drives around the town because it's it's always snowing there. Uh-huh. And, and he just goes on to like a little diatribe about how uh, American made. They never break down. And, uh, and then he goes into a little back lore of gremlins in World War Two and whatnot. So. Yeah, man. So, so it's a really, really cool movie uh, for y'all out there to watch uh, if you haven't watched it in a while. Um, another one that I watched, and I think you mentioned that you watched this uh, a while ago, Noel, was Prey. Um, I had oh, never, yeah. I had never seen that, uh, even though it was on like my watch list. Like I definitely wanted to watch it because I am a little bit of a Predator fan. Uh, and yeah, man, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, I read it from the start. I, I didn't really see too many previews, but as soon as I saw this like kick-ass woman, like you know, trying to prove herself for the for the clan, I'm like, oh, this this Strong chick, woman. she's she's gonna she's gonna beat the shit out of Predator, man. <laughs> like I could see it now. And yeah, sure enough, man. You know, she takes over the movie and she, she's just like, yeah, come on, Predator's like slaying everybody, man. She's like Schwarzenegger. Yeah, dude, I I was waiting for like a cameo. I'm like, I wonder if, if Schwarzenegger would do a cameo on this, even though he's kind of old. I don't know if he would just come out with a cigar and be like, yeah, good job. And then, you know, kind of fly off in a helicopter or something. <laughs> well, see, the, the thing is, though, it takes place at a much earlier time. Like, this is the time of Native Americans. So this is uh, way, way before Predator. Oh, OK, OK. I didn't yeah, even so it wouldn't even. I, I didn't Native. even realize that. I, I guess I saw Native Americans, but I kind of envisioned that they're like reservation um, yeah. off in some corner somewhere. You know, that's what I thought at first, too. But then I guess they revealed it yet. Yeah, it's, it's just set in a in a time period way earlier. And actually, there's a sequel for this coming out. Um, I really? don't know what year, but it's going to be set in the time period of World War One or two. Damn. So imagine Predator in like Europe in World War One or two. But yeah, man, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, it wasn't too over the head with, you know, like power women and this and that. I think they, they you know, I'm, I'm kind of joking around. They, they kind of did do the plot good where it made sense, where it's a male driven uh, kind of uh, archy as far as the tribes and whatnot and this woman wanted to try to prove herself and not just go and cook and clean and and do that stuff she wanted to try to be one of the warriors that goes out hunting and so it it kind of uses that um uh, native american uh setup very well so i thought the movie was very good um goes through uh most of the predator shenanigans as far as him hunting coming in and getting his little trophies and yeah man i i thought it was i thought it was pretty well done and yeah if they're making a part two i'd be curious how they transition that or or 
does does it pick up or or, or do they even mention anything with this uh, Native American or do they just like do the World War Two like you mentioned all? But yeah, it'd be kind of cool to watch. Did you see the Predator movie before this one that had a lot of flack? Uh, like when during the filming, not the actual movie, there was like all these issues uh, with the between the the actors. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I know, like Olivia Munn and uh, some other the guy that does all these uh, like independent movies started in it, but there's like all these issues with it. Did you guys see that one at all? No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, the last ones I watched was Alien versus Predator. I know they made Predators, and then there was another one after that. I think, but I, I didn't like it, man. I didn't like the Predators. Maybe that's what you're talking about. The last one I watched, it was uh, Predator, where they were like in the tundra or something. It was like really cold it's and snowing. It's Predator. Yeah, it might have been that one, or maybe the Predators plural. But yeah, it and they were like in some icy area, and then there was like this cave into an underground little shelter, and I kind of vaguely remember it. it kind of had like a the uh, thing kind of theme to it. But yeah, I can't really remember too much about that Predator movie. Yeah, it's called The Predator in the... Um, 2018, it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be the one I watched. I don't know. I can't remember too much of it. Yeah, I never watched it. I just know it, I didn't do too good. And uh, I think Olivia Munn said she was bullied and some other stuff. Oh, yeah. I do kind of remember that, where she was bullied and she felt like, you know, it was being kind of sexist, that they were kind of keeping her down or something. I, I yeah. do kind of remember something like that. But yeah, man. Uh, that's about it for me and my watching. Let's jump over to you, Andy. College football, it's wrapping up. And I know yesterday was the first day of the wild card NFL. So fill us in on some football, man. College football wrapped up uh, <clears throat> um, last Monday. It was uh, the playoff had uh, Michigan. Uh, Alabama, Washington, and um, who was the fourth? I don't remember. That's how bad it was. But Michigan won it all, and uh, that rap, they dominated Washington. The championship game was between uh, Michigan and Washington, an old school Rose Bowl game there. But they washed it. Uh, they won it, and uh, that wraps up football, man, for college football. And it was a long season in Michigan. There was a controversy throughout the whole season. Uh, many people think they cheated because they were recording um, the signals. You know, in the NFL, they have the headsets, which communicates the play calling directly into the helmet of the quarterback. When college, they don't do that. They have, like, hand signals and signs. So apparently Michigan found out they had this guy – that found uh, he was a former like marine and he was in the intelligence community or something to that effect. Don't hold me to that allegedly, but he was able to decipher all the hand signals for all his their opponents. And then coming out of the pandemic, they started dominating. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, they figured him out. And this year. Uh, they reported all this and they suspended the coach Harbaugh for three games. And people are saying that um, Michigan cheated, <laughs> but they weren't able to prove that Harbaugh, anybody knew that this guy was doing it all by himself. And uh, it caused a big stir in college football. And uh, there's even video of him on sidelines of opposing teams in disguise like uh, getting information on their play calling and what signals they use when they call in the play. And they haven't been able to confirm it's them. There's like one video. It looks like him, He except he had a hat and sunglasses and he put on like a fake goatee. <laughs> and people are going like fucking nuts over it, you know. And uh, to me it was just hilarious. But uh, Michigan won it. They I don't want to say they cheated, but I did think they they had an advantage. And uh, like I say, man, cheaters in, in sports, they always somehow manage to win. And 
everybody gets pissed off, but not, they don't get their championships taken away. Yeah, I was kind of curious what was the deal with Harbaugh uh, and the Michigan kind of scandal because I kind of vaguely heard about it, but I didn't know much about it. So, yeah, he was supposedly stealing signals. Yeah. yeah, wow. But oh. they had a guy that was like, he had like, there's pictures of him. They have like uh, sheets that are laminated showing when they do this, it's this type of play. When it's this, it's this type of play. And, uh, that's how they were able to like line up their defense and stuff. And um, that's where all the controversy started. On top of it, they were beating them up big time. And uh, the defense was holding them to like little to no points. And then the offense was just scoring a ton. And um, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. The NCAA is going to take a while to make a decision. But I don't think they're going to take away their championship. I mean, but Harbaugh is going to leave anyway after this year. He's going to go back to the NFL. And um, what what team do you think he's going to? Everybody says the Chargers. Or, right. That's, uh, that's what I read this morning. I'm like, whoa, the Chargers. Hmm. The char- I was hoping he'd come to Chicago, but it, it looks like that's not going to happen. Um, but it, it looks like it's because they have that young quarterback. And he's, co- he's coached a lot on the West Coast. Like, he used to coach in uh, in college in Stanford, San Jose State. He coached in NFL, the 49ers. So they're they're thinking he wants to, 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 to be out there. and Or either that or the Raiders, too, right? They're, they're saying the Raiders, too, are, like, really going hard at them. But they don't have a quarterback. And we'll see what happens, man. I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to go to the Chargers, to be honest with you, because uh, – they have a young quarterback. They went to the playoffs two years ago. They kind of stunk it up this year. Uh, and I think they're just like the coach lost uh, the team and uh, they just fired him. I think he was only there like three years at most. So uh, that, that's what I think. I think he's going to the Chargers. That's what everybody says. But I, I was hoping to really come to the Bears, but I don't think I don't see that happening now, now that they're. I don't see the Bears having the balls to hire Harbaugh and tell Iberflus, like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Knowing how the Bears operate, you know? Yeah, because I know the Bears um, fired all their offensive guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I'd be curious if they would this late kind of like looking like Iberflus is going to stay, replace him with Harbaugh. So, yeah, I, I don't think our chances are too well for Harbaugh to be here. No, I don't think so. And then the the Bears president, Kevin Warren, he was the head of the Big Ten Conference for a couple of years, like five. Uh, don't hold me to that. He was, he was in charge for a while. And uh, during the pandemic, him and Harbaugh butted heads a lot, I heard. Um, so they don't really get along. And I, I don't see them having a good working relationship. So because Harbaugh is kind of weird. And uh, well, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, but congratulations to Michigan. It's good to see a Big Ten team win the championship. It's good to see the Midwest come back because the last decade is like just about all the Southern teams, like Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia, and the Big Ten used to dominate all this. And this year, uh, Harbaugh made it, and then. Uh, the, the Big Ten team, Michigan, the other Big Ten team to win it was in the last decade was Ohio State. Um, Notre Dame was in there a couple of times in the playoffs, but didn't win. Uh, I think, uh, and then with the coaches retiring and in, in, in Nick Saban, that guy won six national championships of Alabama. He retired. Harbaugh's leaving. Uh, the changing of the guard is coming because they had a nice dynasty in Alabama, but it, the, the times are changing, and with the new playoff format next year, every year for the like the last decade was four teams. They are going to like NFL style. It's going to be twelve teams now, so a lot more teams are going to get in the playoffs, and that should open it up to see a better opportunity for some teams to get hot and win a championship. Yeah, I know you're talking about college, but I felt it more this year than any in the NFL that a lot of like 
seven and nine teams were making the playoffs. I'm just like, yeah. what the hell is going on? I'm like, they've opened this thing so wide that almost any kind of scrub team can just make it. Yeah, so like that's the thing. The the, uh, the NFL has like the division winners all get in, and then they have the wild cards, which is what two more teams or something, and uh, or three more. I forget it, but NF the college is going to be twelve teams, and they're going to have a committee select the teams. From my understanding, which is kind of weird, but you would figure like the winner of every conference would get in. That's five and then they have the rest like wild cards but it sounds like they're not going to do that um but uh yeah and like you saw i don't know if you saw the games yesterday at the time where they're recording the wild card games uh there was a lot of weird shit going on with the play call with the referees like always and then the more conspiracy people come out that it's rigged um especially that Everybody was pissed that Kansas City Miami game was on Peacock. <laughs> yeah, right. everybody. I, I was reading all these tweets. People were pissed. I was having a hard time even finding it because I don't have Peacock right now, uh-huh. and I had to find like some uh, nefarious ways to watch it, a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. And I I watched like the first quarter, and then after that, I was just like, ah, I'm done. I'm going to bed. Um, but yeah, man, it was. I, I didn't. I don't usually watch the AFC too much, so um, it, it it seemed like a good game, or at least from the first quarter. But I watched the the wrap ups today, and I didn't really see anything about the coach or play calls or oh, yeah, or, there was or the refs. In both games, it was there was a lot of stuff. People were like, "The NFL's rigged." I'm sick of it. There was calls that weren't being made, and calls that they were looked the other way, and in, in, in both games, um, but. There was a big blowout. I mean, the first game, the Cleveland game, was a blowout, but it is what it is. Uh, but let us know what you guys think at ffnquestions at gmail.com. Um, I don't bet on this no more because if I did, I think I'd be in trouble. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, real quick, that is uh, some little bit of paranormal news. The um, the Miami Mall incident, I don't know how much you guys know about it or if you heard anything about it. You guys know anything about it? Uh, just like theories that it's uh, aliens and like ten foot like demon yeah. aliens or uh-huh. something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And what? Yeah, what was this man? You ever heard about this? Wow. So oh. allegedly, it was uh, Miami uh, Mall, right? And I think it was January first, if I remember correctly. And the thing that initiated all this was that. There was kids in the mall throwing fireworks. So the police got there and then they're like, oh, man, this shit's out of control. And they call they initiated a call to have like every available officer come or something. And it was like a massive police response. Like uh, and then some people are like all this because kids have fireworks like when people go looting or, you know, the smashing grabs and all these stores, they don't have this type of presence. And like people, there's videos like always right? videos, pop up TikTok and all that. And there's like uh, endless amount of squad cars and all this other stuff. And then the right away, the conspiracy started that something else is going on. The first one I heard, there was like terrorist stuff going on. Because people said they saw, like, Black Hawk helicopters and shit. There's a couple people say, stating that. Um, or Black helicopters. And then as the day went on, uh, people started saying they saw, like, black, tall, de- like, black silhouettes or demons or giants. And then... Uh, they, they use, like, the cars as comparisons, right? Yes. And there's no little to no footage from the mall, the people are stating that uh, people, the cops were telling people or something that not that they were going through their phones, but it was like kind of weird. I thought that would be kind of difficult, but something was going on with the phones and then nobody, they haven't really released no mall footage. And then there's just one video of uh, a helicopter taking like an above overhead view. And you see like this being that's really tall. 
just walking on the outside of the mall and there's like all these cops cars surrounding it yeah there's a bunch of youtubers that were covering it and one of the youtubers he has like a paranormal normal channel uh-huh and he showed a video and this is you know really all the information i have was off of this video and he says if you look at the far right in the start of the video there's like this weird energy surge or source that looks like a portal or something yes like... i saw that one the doctor <laughs> strange portal. yeah yes that's the one i was gonna talk about that's the only footage there's two clips coming that are supposedly from the hotel one was that one the portal but what was funny is everybody looks asian and everybody has mask on i like florida was one of the first states to open up so i don't see anybody wearing mask so the mm-hmm. second one was there's another video of people running in the mall and you see these tall black silhouette beings walking towards them and people are like falling over each other and running away from them. But the guy was kind of breaking down that video saying that this looks kind of like AI generated and he gave his reasons and that's about it. And I think he, he kind of convinced me it's been disproven. And there's one TikTok video of a witness talking about um he was in the mall he he was there with his girlfriend and he's like i have a timeshare in miami and um he goes we were there chilling doing our thing and he goes i saw some of the fattest women just running their asses off and i look back and i saw these tall black figures walking towards them and like through the mall and people were freaking out and getting the fuck out of there and um so now to me like i don't know what the hell maybe it was just kids but they're not being honest and so this is all this shit starts and then the police miami released a a tiktok video saying that it wasn't aliens it wasn't um ghost or something that the figure that everybody sees is it's like uh three cops walking together or some goofy shit like that right and then at the end he goes all right thank you for you know for watching us we got information let us know and then like this cgi alien comes out and thanks him and shit so like they're adding fuel to the fire like what the fuck's going on you know i don't know i think with all the shootings they've been lately if there's fireworks and people think that there's somebody with a gun, I could see for the police presence. So I don't know if everything has to be this huge conspiracy, but you never know. You never know. Man, man it's always in Florida, dude, all this weird shit. Remember, there was people saying there were zombies there. There was people saying, uh, like, this guy was biting a guy's face off and stuff. Come on, Andy. Florida has one of the biggest meth... Uh, that's what I'm users, always so, there's always all this weird shit going on yeah well, but, uh, well look at all look at all the people all the drug users man i don't know if they're um reliable sources of information god damn man they might be drug users damn but then they might not be liars man but let us know if you were there i'll talk to you uh send me your questions and emails and what you saw at ffnquestions at gmail.com and then uh, maybe we'll do our own special report. But with that being said, man, uh, let's talk on, on enough about the uh, conspiracy theories because I think Dan got uncomfortable there. Let's go to Noel. He's doing his own bit of gaming. Uh, he beat uh, God of War Ragnarok. And yeah. uh, I don't know, is that the new one or the they remastered this one? Is this the one with the kid? Yeah, this is the the sequel to the remastered one. That, well, actually, they they made it in 2018 for PS4, and they just updated it for PS5. I, I don't want. I wouldn't say a remaster, but it's like an uh-huh. update, upgrade for it. And then they made a sequel, which is the one I played. But um, but yeah, I I just beat it yesterday. Um, put in almost 30 hours into it. Uh, and and that I did in like a hundred percent it, but I did do ev- pretty much every side quest. Um, there's just a couple that are kind of like tedious, and it's like fetch quests that like sometimes it just gets annoying. Like I'm just I get bored of it because <laughs> there's like enough of them just to kind of keep you in the world longer. That I'm like this isn't gonna get me anything 
really new. Like it's not going to uncover anything. But I I finished the whole story and the majority of the side quests yesterday, and I gotta say, man, it's it's one of the like top games I've played in recent years. The the way the games are now are are much more cinematic than they have ever been. And it's essentially like I'm watching a movie and playing parts of the movie. And so it's it's really cool in that regard. Uh, the storytelling is is by far one of the best games to to you know fulfill a story and show you it uh, and allow you to play through it and immerse yourself in this world. Um, and for those that don't know, this iteration of God of War, these these are two games set in Norse mythology, Odin, Thor, um, Freya, all of them. And so it's it's really cool. Different weapons, different abilities, um, abilities to put enchantments on your weapons. The RPG elements are there. Um, it was a little bit of a change from 2018 in some aspects. Um, when you, because I just played 2018 and went right into Ragnarok, I was able to really tell the difference between them. Um, with the combat system, it's very similar, but you do lose some of the, the the maneuvers that you mastered in the first one. And so in the first game, I got like expert level on the combat to the point where it was easy. Uh, and I, I made my guy mainly a strength defense build, and that's kind of what I did for this one as well. And it, it does expand, though. It gives you more options, more weapons. I think you have a total of about four weapons in this one. Um, th- three that you wield. You have an axe that you had from the first game. Uh, the Chaos Blades from the original Greek uh, mythology ones. And then you get a new weapon. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I know Daniel hasn't played it yet. I don't want to spoil what you get. But it's it's a pretty cool weapon. New skills that unlock for that. And then you get to play with uh, a backup character or like a your it's like your Robin to your Batman. So Atreus, the son, is the like the aide, like the Robin to the Batman. And he has his own set of skills. His he uses arrows. Uh, his bow is like enchanted. You can upgrade his stuff to on a smaller scale. And uh, the skills are pretty cool, too. Um, I got so used to the 2018 Going to Ragnarok starting from scratch was kind of like a bummer in the beginning, but then you start building your strength back up and and it gets really cool. Like once you dive into it and and start building your skills up, it gets really fun again. Um, The story is really good. It it pretty much picks up where it left off on 2018. Uh, There is a recap when you start the game. Uh, Since I played 2018, I don't need to watch the recap, but for you, Daniel, when you play it, there's a recap there in case you forgot what happened. Um, the game is about this. The main story is about 20 hours long. The extra nine or 10 hours I put in was a side quest and exploring and just uncovering everything, dude. I, I'm an explorer and I've noticed the games take a little bit longer for me to beat than what the internet will tell you. Like if you go and look up how long would this game take to beat, typically it'll tell you a certain amount of hours. Usually for me, it takes longer than that. But I realized in this game, the reason it takes me longer is because I love to explore. I love to look around every corner, make sure I didn't miss anything. And the thing with this game, there's a lot to miss. Um, I noticed like pretty early on, I'm like, man, there's a lot of chests and a lot of hidden areas and corners and nooks and crannies and places you can explore and go to that it, it gets a little overwhelming at times especially at the tail end of the game at the tail end of the game you'll uncover this like new area to go to and it's like a rainforest swamp kind of land and there's just so much vegetation so much colorful stuff going on that you kind of miss some of these things and i'm looking around like where do i go what do i do and that happened more in that area than anywhere else so i kind of noticed that like i was like struggling to find where to go a little bit but it, I was, mean, that, was that the part that I, I saw yesterday when yep. I came over? Okay. Yeah, that looked very beautiful, colorful, lush uh, vegetation. It was definitely different from God of War. I had never seen a level like that. So, no, it sounds very interesting. And I, I get what you're saying about um, finding the path through the game and nooks and crannies. I kind of play it the same way where I think I got a good 
eye for where the developers want me to go, but I usually go into the opposite direction because usually that's where a hidden thing will be some extra chest or some extra weapons. So I, I tend to kind of explore all over as well. Exactly. You, you mentioned you when you were struggling a bit, when you when you struggle on these type of games where it's like long play and all this, do you use like walkthroughs to help you guide or you just figure it out by themselves or do you do you look up do you look for help i guess that's what i'm asking you, you know I, I try not to unless i give it like a good solid 10 minutes of being stuck on a problem if i'm stuck on a problem for 10 minutes and i i can't figure it out i will go to google and be like well, what where is this last piece of the puzzle like where am <laughs> i supposed to look at because otherwise i'm just gonna be there for a half an hour hour and just wasting time you know so i, I give it right. a good honest like effort right before i go in and like look it up but yeah there are puzzles that i had to look up and the thing is too it's kind of like silly man because there's times where i have a theory i'm like oh, i think i gotta do this but and then I, I i like waste so much time doing everything else but that theory that when i finally look it up I'm like yep that's the last thing i didn't try and that's the thing i should have done from the beginning so you know sometimes you gotta just uh go with that theory you think might not work but actually will <laughs> but ultimately man it was a good experience uh it it mixes in a bunch of different elements uh, again it does the puzzle stuff uh it's it got challenges in this one and there is an expansion i heard or something like that it's called valhalla i have not done that yet so there might be another update in the next episode. I'll let you guys know how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I would give this game probably a 9 out of 10, man. It's it's really fun game. Really good story. Uh, there's there's some powerful scenes in the, in the, in the show, uh, in the game. There's some powerful scenes that it, it like, uh, it, it'll move you, you know? And especially you, you both you guys that have, you know, sons. There's a big father-son bonding arc in this whole two games, and it's it's just pretty cool, man. Like I think you guys would like it. Yeah, I know but, the uh, first part had a uh, a lot of that road movie feel where you get that connection between the father and the son. That I'm excited to play this the second part. I have it all installed and and queued up, but yeah, I'm in the middle of Red Dead Redemption Part One. And then I was kind of thinking of maybe doing like a palette cleanser and doing like a smaller game before I go to God of War. But I may have to just jump into God of War next. Yeah, just be prepared, man. Once you start, it's like it's hard to like put it down. I I've, I've pretty much played, I think it was like eight hours yesterday <laughs> just because I couldn't stop, man. I, I would stop to go and eat or do something else right between like maybe take a break for an hour or whatever. But I kept going back to it. I was like, I can't just do something else because I'm thinking about this game and I'm thinking about finishing it and like uncovering the story and what's going to happen next. And honestly, once I'm done with it, once I finished it yesterday, I still wanted more, dude. I'm like, I want a trilogy, but I don't think that's coming. I think if I heard correctly, I think they're going to Egypt next. I don't know how, but yeah. Egypt. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, right. I was like, how are they going to swing that? Yeah, but then again, like, how'd they even go to you know, wherever they are, Norway? Uh, I don't know, yeah, you know, yeah, about yeah. Like Asgard and all that. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's it's one of those. It's still not explained either. Uh, the very I watched the video after I played it. Like, there's like eight things that are not wrapped up that you still have questions. It's like like eight questions that they were unanswered, and I'm not gonna spoil anything because I know Daniel wants to play. It's really good. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Recommend it. Nine out of ten. Definitely worth it. Twenty hours to thirty hours. Daniel will probably put in fifty to get a hundred percent, but that's okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and yeah, just moving on. Another thing, actually going back to what you were talking about with uh, Christmas movies, Daniel. Yeah, I watched uh, Groundhog Day, which is not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it is a winter movie for sure. So I kind of felt the spirit of winter hitting me yesterday, and I'm like let me uh, watch Groundhog Day. Hopefully we uh, we get an early spring. Unfortunately, they didn't get an early spring. They got a late spring, and it was uh, much later than Bill Murray thought. I don't know if you ever seen this movie, Andy, Daniel? Yeah, man. The, to yeah, me, this is... It. Yeah, it's definitely one of the good ones. I, 
you know, for being a Chicago guy, I'm not really a huge Bill Murray fan, but this is uh, one of his better movies. Yeah, I've seen it uh, multiple times. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I like the phase where he recognizes that he relives that day over and over, and then, like, he's in the diner telling everybody, like, their life stories, and they're like, huh? And stuff like that. That scene always makes me laugh. Yeah, where he's pretty much, <laughs> he thinks he's God. He tells the girl, he's like, exactly. I think I'm God. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? And he goes around everywhere, like this guy, this guy, and this girl. Yeah, no, it's it's a funny, lighthearted movie with some real good lessons into it. And uh, when I watched it as a kid, I, I really like, I I really enjoyed it. And so I ended up buying it in 4K. It was on sale just uh, a couple weeks ago, and I got it. It, it looks great, by the way. The 4K retouch up looks fantastic, dude. It looks really clear and uh, vibrant for uh, an old, you know, 80s movie. For an old movie, it, it, it transferred well. Um, real quick, dude, there's a lot of stuff. People doing their own 4K upgrades on movies and dumping them on YouTube. Have you seen that trend? Like, people are really going nuts on some of this stuff. I see there's a guy just, like, 4K in games, or, uh, like, sports games, and, like, now they're doing, like, 80s TV shows and stuff and older movies, and some of them are good and some of them are bad. I mean, I don't know if you have you seen any of those, because I know you guys got 4K TVs and all that. I don't, um, but, I mean, they're, they're definitely being... Uh, there's some, the upgrades are, are decent and they look good, but I don't know. You guys are the 4K connoisseurs. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen the AI upscales and it's like taking like a, either a 480p or a 1080p source and putting it up to 4K. And some of them are all right. You know, the thing is you can make the resolution 4K with AI and it'll look pretty clear if not maybe just a little bit soft but it won't bring the hdr and the hdr is what's <clears throat> i don't know how they do it right but when they remaster it and put it on an official 4k disc it has the hdr built into it whereas the ai i don't know if it's able to replicate that or what because in some of these examples like i know we were talking about i've seen some of them they they don't look the colors don't look right like a hundred percent, they it looks a little washed out. It's I don't know, hard to explain. Yeah, they're the one I've been seeing a lot lately is they do the AI or they convert upgrade it, and then the thing I see they're tweaking a lot is the frame rates, especially on the older movies or older shows, and some of them look great, like crisp, and some of them, like you said, the colors don't pop. It looks weird like like washed on you said but it looks clear but the, the coloring is different i haven't really seen a four uh the 4k but that that makes sense what you're saying like that now that you mentioned i'm thinking about it like yeah the colors seemed off and that that's a that's a good statement <laughs> yeah, yeah no i mean we we both like we recognize these things because we we look at all that stuff so much that we we've seen so many movies and shows that we we can tell right away like what's missing, and I right. think that's it. I think it's the color, but the 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 sharpness for the old source to 4K, it looks really good. It's watchable for sure. It's just it's a definitely upgrade yeah. from whatever um, the original source format. That they have. Yeah, the original source like broadcast TV or DVD, uh, hell, even VHS, and they do a lot of stuff to it. And it's it definitely an upgrade, but it does, you do notice a couple of things. I mean, because, you know, we watch so much shit. It, it, there's a couple of things where you're like, eh, that doesn't look right. But no, but the average person is not going to notice that. So, like, the, the thing, too... Um... All right, so for example, there was one AI upscale that I saw for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1991, and it looked clear, it looked good, it looked like 4K resolution, but the colors looked off, and I have the Blu-ray, the official Blu-ray, which is 1080p, but the 4K upscale, 
looks on par, if not better, but the colors look so much better night and day. And so for that reason, I would just rather watch the Blu-ray upscale on the PS5. So, yeah, like I watched uh, someone did a 4K uh, upscale or whatever to Blood In, Blood Out, and it looked great. The only thing that looked weird to me was the colors and the the people's eyes. It looked like they were clear. I don't know if that makes sense to you. That's the only movie where I've seen that, and uh, I don't know why that happened. And people made comments about it in the comments section. But to me, that was just like the weird part. And some other ones like uh, uh, I seen recently is a movie Gotti made by HBO back in the 90s. They've done a lot of uh, upscaling. Hell, I even seen someone did a widescreen. It was shot in 4.3 and somehow now there's a widescreen floating around. And the widescreen 4K looked fucking amazing. I watched that like a... Uh, bits of it a couple weeks ago and i was like damn this fucking looks like a whole you know brand new movie with that upscale and to me that was like that like that looked awesome and like some other ones you're just like yeah it looks okay it's a definitely upgrade uh, uh, upgrade but it's nothing like like i gotta get it right yeah i would say it's, it's more enticing for those videos like you were mentioning that are just really lower quality, like maybe more like DVD quality and raising it up to 4K would would really like be a huge difference. But when you're doing 1080p to 4K, <clears throat> you're probably not going to notice as much. Uh, and it, it's probably just better to keep the actual Blu-ray and upscale it with like either a 4K Blu-ray player or like a PS5 or something like that. Well, but the, yeah. The guy is not on Blu-ray and um, the... yeah. Blood and Blood Out is not on Blu-ray, and I they read don't have a Blu-ray for that. No, people are petitioning because oh. it's the last year was the 30th anniversary for that movie, and they were oh. really pushing hard and they didn't get it. And then the yeah. Gotti, I read that that version, the widescreen was, they showed it over on Europe on some movie like uh, HBO or something or Cinemax, and they. They showed that version and someone captured it, and that's how they were to get that widescreen. But it's never been released, as far as I know, on any type of uh, home video like VHS or DVD. The DVD is 4.3. I got the DVD. Um, but yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, there's some stuff out there that it definitely needs some uh, 4K treatment. For sure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Blood and Blood Out was only in DVD. I, I definitely would like to see the 4K upscale now. Um, I I know for sure I got the 1080p torrent for it though, like yeah. the file. So yeah, someone did but that. I, I, someone did that. Like a fan did that. I, I know about the one that you're talking about. I think American okay. Me did get an HD DVD release. I don't, and I think they did get a Blu-ray too. But uh, Blood and Blood Out has never gotten that treatment. They just got that director's cut DVD out from back in the when DVDs came out. And to start going on the hunt for these uh, these movies, Mi Familia, another one. Yeah, that's another that one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's only uh, on DVD. I, I I got a copy of it, but they had the full screen and like you flip it over the widescreen, oh, yeah. so it was like one of those weird DVDs. <laughs> I remember those days, dude. I yeah. remember that when widescreen was like first becoming mainstream and like popular. <clears throat> but. Uh, yeah, going back to the AI, I, I think uh, the technology will be evolving and it's going to get to the point where it's going to be just pretty much identical to like, you know, a 4K remaster. So hopefully that comes soon and we can get the colors right and all that. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, just to kind of s- switch into uh, the article of the week, uh, since we're talking about, you know, film studios, uh, let's get into it. So Sony, uh, one of the biggest film studios out there, is set to debut the first immersive entertainment destination at the Oak Brook Center here in Illinois. Uh, This was released actually back in November, uh, late November, and it talks about 
how the site of the former Sears store at Oak Brook Center is being transformed into Sony Motion Pictures' first ever immersive entertainment destination, featuring worlds from some of the company's most popular films, Sony announced on Monday. It's being called Wonderverse, a 45,000-square-foot space. It's going to open to the public in December. Uh, it's going to be at the shopping mall. Uh, it's going to have installations from movies like Uncharted, Ghostbusters, Jumanji, and it's going to offer fans uh, just a completely new entertainment experience is what they're saying. Uh, guests will be able to take part of physical and immersive multimedia experience, interactive installations, dynamic attractions, and themed dining experiences, according to this news release. Uh, vast complex, they call it, will include escape rooms based on Uncharted, Ghostbusters Re- Virtual Reality Academy with two distinct experiences, Bad Boys-themed racing simulators, Zombieland bumper cars, and a Jumanji-themed virtual reality pursuit. So this seems pretty cool. Like, it's going to have just a lot of di- different fun games. <clears throat> Almost reminds me of, like, a Sony-inspired, like, Dave & Buster's kind of thing. Um and they, of course, will have a commissary restaurant, full-service dining experience with a complete menu of food, desserts, and cocktails. While guests will be welcome beginning December, the official opening won't take place until January, which is this month. So uh, it looks like here, while entry will be free, the attractions will be priced for all to enjoy. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a decent price. <laughs> Uh, the prices haven't been released yet, but we'll take a look into that, see if they update it. Uh, visitors are encouraged to book tickets in advance. Availability may be limited. Guests under 21 will no longer be admitted after 7, as Wonderverse will become an adult-only experience at 8 p.m. And you can go to the website for more info. So uh, it seems pretty cool. What do you guys think about this? Yeah, man, to me, this this seems like a lot of fun. And just looking at some of the promotional art on some of the web pages. It, it looks like a Hotel Transylvania, some Goosebumps stuff. I even see like a WWE logo in the background in one of these screen captures. So it looks like it's going to be Dave and Buster's on steroids um, with a bunch of extra stuff. <laughs> it, it seems very, very cool. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever gone to Legoland, but this kind of gives me that vibe where it's going to be entertainment, food, uh, interactive stuff like that. So seems very, uh, very promising. I, I'd just be curious what the pricing are because the web pages do not make mention of pricing being revealed. So I'd be curious how much this is all going to run. That is a good question. Uh, I actually haven't been to their website, but I guess once, uh, once they get fully released, maybe they'll have like pricing available and stuff like that. Uh, I imagine it's probably going to be in, you know, like $100 or more <clears throat> minimum, like throughout the day. You know, if you eat there, you play games and stuff, yeah, you know, you could probably expect to spend 100 bucks or more in one, you know, evening out there. Yeah, I think they're gearing it more towards, uh, I mean, definitely looks cool. Uh, it's geared towards uh, younger people. I think people in their 20s. <laughs> Because, yeah, taking, uh, like, the speakeasy aspect from the article and all that, like, yeah, they're, they're pushing that towards young adults to come and uh, enjoy, eat, drink, and game and experience whatever they're going to offer. Um, I'm, the only thing I don't know, are they going to take up the whole Sears, old Sears stores? Because that thing was pretty big. It had levels and all that stuff. So, uh, that's uh, to me, that's going to be really massive. Yeah, for sure, man. And I don't know, you say it's like uh, older teens. Uh, Man, I can't wait to go check out at least that um, Ghostbusters restaurant uh, from the (laughs) clip art. It looks pretty cool, man. It's got a gozer on the background. It's got all these bookshelves and ghost paraphernalia. Ectoplasma juice. Yeah, man. Get get slimed in your face, Danny. Oh, shit, you can have fun with that and pay for that, too. <laughs> I'm assuming, so, I'm, first thing that popped in my head when you keep talking price point, I'm like, is this going to be cheaper than or more than Great America? That's how I look at it. So I'm taking a look here on their FAQs. It says, uh, so FAQ number one, how much will tickets cost to visit? Except for special events, Wonderverse does not charge for entry. Attractions are priced between $6 and $35 per person. 
Yeah. That's the price range, I would say. So for two people, the highest is going to be 70, you know, the lowest 12. So. Right. And I would assume they're going to have some kind of like all inclusive pass where you pay, you know, 60 bucks and you could do everything that you want per person or something like that, maybe. Yeah, to me, it's like a, right. it's, it's sounding like a Davis Busters, but with like uh, it's Sony. So they got uh, uh, licensed uh, properties that they're going to be able to use to entice people in like Ghostbusters and Jumanji. It's all rights. I'm, I'm shocked that uh, they haven't included. Uh, I'm pretty sure Marvel and Disney have like some type of Spider-Man in there because, you know what? They make the move the Spider-Man movies. I'm shocked that they haven't pushed that in there. Um or they probably wouldn't they're not allowed to but um and i feel like yeah they're gonna be probably uh, uh they're probably gonna be pushing uh some like playstation stuff in there too so it does say here that guests under the age of 16 must be chaperoned by someone who is at least 21 years of age at 8 p.m all guests must be 21 or older guests under 21 will not be admitted after seven and are required to exit by eight uh, and they're open on Fridays and Saturdays until midnight, uh, Monday through Thursday till 10, and then Sunday as well until 10. So, yeah, it, yeah. sounds sweet. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, uh, my thing is like the Sears, I don't know how much that, that's a big fucking, I want to go, Oprah is a big fucking store. So, they have all three levels. You're going to be there all fucking day and like to experience everything. And I think, like the pricing point that they're talking about per ride or experience, uh, it could get kind of pricey. For sure, man. But it, it's, it sounds exciting, man. It sounds like, uh, it'll be pretty fun. Uh, you know, maybe on the pricey side, like we're all saying, but it's definitely going to be a one time experience that you got to go check out. I mean, it's kind of like the rainforest cafe. I don't know if you guys have ever eaten there, but it's like the atmosphere, you pay for the atmosphere, the food is average, but it's really you go there for something different. And I think this will probably fall into that category where, yeah, you could probably go have a cheeseburger and, and some fries cheaper somewhere else. But you go to have a cheeseburger at the Ghostbuster Cafe because it looks cool and it would be one of those things that you could take a picture next to probably like a Ghostbuster figure and be like, have a memory of that so it's open now right now from the article what well, says right, like december yeah. like a it almost sounds like a soft launch in uh, january is going to be the full launch or something like that that's what i said i haven't seen no advertising or anything saying like this is open like come check us out so that's why i'm asking well i'm looking at their website the website says now open uh it does say though because of the weather today it's going to close at nine Normally it'd close at 10, so I guess they're closing an hour early today because of the just crazy weather we're having. But it does say now open, so I'm assuming you can go literally today right now and, and do what you got to do. Let's go check it out, Andy. We'll, we'll report below, back, man. Bro. And I got like a fucking six-quart slow cooker chili, man. And there's football. Can you watch football there? <laughs> I, I don't see why you couldn't, but I don't, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I did see some TVs because they're gonna have bars too. They're gonna have bars with uh, mixed drinks and whatnot. So I would assume that there's gonna be some like sports TVs and whatnot. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely want to check it out. Um, not say that I don't. I'm just I gotta check it. I just I want to see it. I just uh, just to see what kind of. Uh, uh, like uh, properties they have, like the Ghostbusters intriguing, uh, and some of the other video game stuff, and then like what they do with some of the movies. So it's a definitely like I do want to check it out. But uh, speaking of checking out, we got to check out, guys. We want to thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow Freeform Network on X at Freeform Network. You can send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com there. Let us know what's going on with the Miami thing. If you agree with the guys' reviews on their movies, if you're going to check out this Sony uh, experience, let us know at ffnquestions at gmail.com. We'll, we'll read it over the air and see what uh, and we agree or disagree with you. 
don't forget uh, don't forget to check out our webpage freeformnetwork.podbean.com there are our links to all of our um, platforms that we're on there's so many now I can't we can't keep up but if anyway how you consume our podcast I'm pretty sure we're on it we're on uh, you know the Apple iPods Stitcher uh, Spotify iHeart, YouTube, it's all the links are there. Whatever you do, link and subscri- uh, subscribe to uh, and helps us out and comment. And then uh, we want to thank you for listening to Freeform Radio. We got Daniel. Yes, sir. Going to watch some football. Got a couple games today, so uh, got to take advantage because it's coming to the end soon. <laughs> and we got Noel. Yeah, yep. Thank you very much for joining with us and uh, stay warm out there. And it's all good, Andy. We want to thank you for listening. Stay warm. Uh, And we'll hit you up next time. And uh, stay warm, everybody. Dad.